podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. Did you notice how I managed to disguise the misery deep within my soul in that opening sentence? Uh, Today I'm joined by Dave Watson. I don't like this club. And Paul Doolin. Hello. So, um, in general, I was thinking about this today. In general, over the last, I don't know, year or two, um, each podcast has gone along a theme where sort of 90% of them are quite miserable. Yeah. And then, like, about once a month, once every six weeks, there's uh, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Podcast. This is one of them. Right. Yeah, I think it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the game? Yeah, I watched it on a shitty stream and then I switched off after like the third goal went in. Right. And just wanted to cry. Because okay, Steve McLaren says that uh, everything was all right until it was after the third goal. Goal went in that everything went to shit. That's what yeah, he he's says. wrong. He's yeah, wrong. He's, That's what he he's says. Absolutely wrong. He says that like yeah. he says that we came in with an attitude of uh, fighting for the cause and everything, and it was it was only after the third goal where everything went. I, to th- shit, I think it was apparently. after our f- our goal went in that everything went to shit because the first ten minutes we were all right. There was some fight, and then they equalised, and everybody's head dropped. Do they? Do you think they forgot that it wasn't next goal wins? <laughs> uh, yeah. Paul, you watched it. I did. Well, weird. I wasn't on the pod last week. I was at Crystal Palace versus Sunderland, That's right, Selhurst yeah. Park, and I came out of that thinking, if there's any team we're going to beat away from home, it's these, because everyone, all the Palace fans, were basically saying Newcastle are going to win. We can't score at home. Teams have figured us out. We're just a counter-attacking team. So as long as teams have got our number, we're not going to win. Hmm. And they scored five against us. Yeah. It was re- like, I, yeah, it's not tactically difficult to just... Did you see Shearer on Match of the Day? Because this yeah, was yeah, his yeah, point yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, saying... Basically, Allardyce has said, if you stop their wingers, they can't do anything. Yeah. And we decided to not bother doing that. It but is so it bad. is it... I mean, we're getting right into the deep shit now. But like, is it uh, tactical ineptitude from McLaren and the coaching staff, or is it just the wrong personnel? Like, I, I think I, it's both. Yeah, I was going to say I think it's a it's a combination of both because everybody that speaks of McLaren, everybody says he's a great coach. He's not a good manager. So. I don't think it's just tactically making the wrong decisions. I think the players are letting him down with the tactics that he's chosen. But I, there are some tactical decisions he makes that are just, you know, odd. Like like substitute. I, I don't want to skip ahead, but substituting Perez at half time and replacing him with Lasalle, despite the fact that Perez has been one of our most consistent good performers and also. Are one of our biggest goal threats. Yeah. And Lascelles like a fucking centre half, and we're already like we need goals. I guess the the thinking there was uh, shoring up the defence, and I guess what he was trying to avoid, 
and you could make the argument that he did this unsuccessfully. <laughs> I guess what he was trying to avoid was uh, battering right. and therefore regain some, like, uh, possession. Yeah. I don't and think that's it. what he was doing, though. I, this is what... I think he's been tactically okay a lot of the time this year, but that was a tactically inept thing of just saying yeah. Sunderland played... <laughs> five three yeah. two with wing backs. If we switch to that, we'll get the same result. It wasn't. It but wasn't the tactical information he was giving our team that would make a difference. He was just saying if we keep the same shape that Sunderland had, restricting Palace to no goals yeah. earlier in the week, that will work. Because if you set up with five at the back, what you're basically doing is the you're you're. It's easier to double up on the attacking wingers. And because you've you've got like a, almost a spare centre half, essentially, which we need, <laughs> which we need. Um, so I could I could have understood that if we if we started that way and tried to grind out a nil nil or a, or even a one nil for us or even just to keep the fucking score down, fine. I could understand that at the beginning, but when you're already losing and you need goals to get back into the game, don't. Then trying to switch to a to a formation that would help you potentially help you grind out a result at that point when you're already a couple of goals down, just fucking go for it because it doesn't these at these time it doesn't matter if we're losing five one or five two or five three it doesn't fucking matter just go for the goals and just bring on Mitrovic instead of I don't know like who who was. It shit and replaceable. Like who was the whole the whole yeah. team? Yeah, yeah, right. Here we go. Yeah. So uh, started quite well. Started yeah. quite well. We got a goal. Yeah, we did. We got a goal. A good goal. Mm. Mm. It was uh, Jan Matt the Cisse. A ghost scored. Cisse the ghost <laughs> managed to score. Jan Matt, uh, a lovely sort of um, tailored cross. Hmm. You know. He, yeah. You know it was. You know, not just hit and hope. It was Cisse just about managed to stay onside. <laughs> Against his judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll always try and find a way offside. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And and uh, they the celebrations did look like they thought that's all they needed to do. Well, they'd had a fierce week in training. Oh, feisty, feisty. That was mm, it. Yeah, yeah. All the quotes coming out in the week. <sighs> I mean, yeah, you've heard that he's dragged him in for a, Sunday, on Sunday yeah. for Sunday training. I don't think that's going to resolve anything. No. It's it's going to have to be dropping players to give them for the who? kick up the ass. Well, I would say you drop Colaccini. Yeah, right? I and think you have for to. Who? Lascelles. Lascelles. Right, right. Lascelles, He's not. I I don't think he's going to be anything better than Paul Dummett. I really don't. I, I don't have high expectations for him. But he was far more vocal when he came on right. than Colaccini was. And I think if you play Lascelle and Mbemba, then you've got, you know, physical, um, energetic, um, play, defend, like central defenders, fine. That, I mean, that'll get you out of a lot of problems if they're, if they're big and strong and quick. I'd go along with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the the fullbacks, you've got to stay with Jan Matt because he's the only right back. Jan Matt has been 
He's been atrocious. He has. He's yeah. been Defensively, one of our worst. he's yeah. appalling, isn't he? I yeah. mean, the first half of the season, he was getting quite a lot of plaudits, and rightly so, for his attacking play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when you start to look at it... Oh, defensively, he's, yeah. he's really... He's I, th- I think partially he's... partially responsible for so many of the goals that we concede. Sure. He I just think... doesn't put tackles in. I also think he's, he's laid bare by the tactics employed by McLaren at the minute, which is to try and give Wijnaldum and Sissoko more free reign so there isn't the, the two players on the flank because Sissoko tends to drift inside and Wijnaldum doesn't go off to the right-hand side. Well, neither of them are wingers. No, the they're problem. not. And that's not their fault. And I'm not, I'm not having a go at them. I'm just saying that uh, it, it tends to be... Jan Matt up against both the fullback and the the right uh, the right the the fullback and the winger, and what happens then is that because he's not a world class fullback or a world class wingback or anything, he makes the wrong decisions and he is like his it, it, his flaws are laid bare. They all look like like I was about to say Jan Matt looks like someone in the what are they called those fucking toys that just. Oh right, I'm can't weebles. find them. Weebles, like, you, am I thinking I'm of weebles? I'm guessing here. I can't. I don't, you know those I have things no that idea. just spin aimlessly around, right? Whatever. It, well, let's just picture Titus in your Brumble. head a toy that spins aimlessly <laughs> around, right? Like I was about to say that Yamat looks like that in the box. Like he's just just has no idea yeah. what yeah. he's meant to be doing. And then I remembered that. The whole of our team looks like in that in our own box. It looks like no one knows mm. what they're meant to be doing. Yeah, it's 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 out. It's. And it, I would say that has to come down to co- like Jan Mats played for Holland and kept clean sheets for them. He's done the same for us. Like he knows how to defend. He must know the basics of defending. And and he's been excellent in defence. He was at times excellent in defence like last season. And Colaccini's been excellent in defence before and like Haidara and Dummett have both been quality for us before. I think the problem is the complete lack of leadership at the back. Is, is... Oh, this is so boring. We've been. <laughs> I know we, we we've say been here every so fucking... many times. Yeah. It's, it's shit. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> if you look at our back four, we've got someone playing left back who isn't a left back. Yeah. We've got a centre half who so- should have been sold for the way he's been playing for the yeah. last three years. Certainly Instead, been... he was given a new contract. Yeah. And our other centre back is a twenty-one-year-old yeah. who should be third choice, really. Who Mbemba? Mbemba, I think, should be third choice. If you're an ambitious Premier League team, you mean third choice to a centre back pairing that we yes. don't have? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, right, yeah. No, right, he's fine. first choice at the moment. He's first yeah. okay. defender. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. Team yeah fine. Sheet. Okay, okay. Like we we've not invested for years. No. Well, Shearer, you know, we spent fifty million in the summer, guys. We spent fifty million in the summer. Um, Shearer on Match of the Day talked about recruitment. Do you remember when? Um, and not that long ago, Graham Carr was... He had All such right. a good reputation I, I as a to, scout. I've seen a lot of criticism for him on, on Twitter and right. on social media and stuff. And I have to say, end of the day, he's just the guy bringing the menu. He's not the one buying them. He's like, so, for example, we were after Alderweireld. Yeah, but is he on, getting on his, that menu well, he from is. Dixie Fried Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying, so, let's go after Alderweireld. And Alderweireld is one of the best centre-halves in the, in the league at the minute for, for Spurs. He was also saying we should go after Lacazette. He was saying we should go after Aubameyang, uh, Gamiero, uh, Kabay. Uh, so I, 
honestly think that, yes, he has made missteps, but most of those missteps are like, we're not going to go for Lacazette or Aubameyang, we're going to go for Riviere, who's like our fourth choice of striker, and he doesn't make work out. Well, but no, because he's bollocks. I would argue, if yeah. you're getting a list of houses you want to buy, mm-hmm. and you know what's realistic, don't put mansions as your top three, but no, 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 and then have a shitty... Are you saying he's that? giving us a menu? Yeah. And they keep picking the vegetarian option. Exactly. I'm so I'm not. So, so, so basically, Aubameyang. When we were interested in him, it was prior to his move to Dortmund, and we okay. and, and like if we'd gone in from then, it would have cost us about ten million quid to get him at that time. But look at him now. He's he's clearly worth ten million quid. Lacazette, exactly the same. We could have picked him up for seven and a half, but we held off. And then suddenly his, his transfer... I do, like I do agree with you. I think the problem with our recruitment policy is we have people like fucking Penfold, what's his name? Charnley. Yeah, Charnley, Charnley and Ashley are the is determined the to make a yeah. profit on every player. And yeah. the ones that are most profitable are usually, they seem to be number 10s yeah. who are in their worst run of form, yeah. but can potentially Someone turn Someone pointed out today... We've hardly made a profit. This whole like make a profit on our player thing, that's not happening, right? We made a profit on Kabai. Yeah, we yeah, made a profit I, on Debushi. I, th- I think the, the and have we, we made a profit on anyone else? Well, I'm we, sure you'll throw someone at me, but like out of all these shit players, no, Cabello, we've we been buying. Yeah, have we made a profit. But the thing is, we haven't made as much of a loss as other teams. Yeah, but and that's I, like, no, like I, I you know, you've got to stay in the I'm league. Not, yeah, you've I know. Got to stay in the league. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that that the, their approach will be and has been forever. Is is like, well, let's let's take the the opportunity, take the option that gives us the greatest opportunity for profit, which, as Paul says, is. Uh, a winger or a number ten that is has flair well, and that, has the opportunity that to methodology to, is flawed is, is not working. It's failed. No, it's failed. And Dave, what I want to know is yeah. if you love Lee Charnley and <laughs> Mike Ashley <laughs> so much, why don't you marry him? I I can't believe that they didn't learn from their mistakes four years ago. Like, it is clear that Newcastle United have needed. Uh, a strong spine of uh, experienced and established players throughout the side. And sure, you go off and you buy an Ayose Perez and it works out for you brilliantly. And yes, you, you top up. Like you, you look at the centre of the park and you think, you know, Van Aldem, that's a great addition to it. That looks like a it. good buy. Yeah. Van Aldem looks like a good um, buy. Mbemba's a gr- great buy. Mitrovic is a decent... Like, Mitrovic I, looks like a good buy to me. And here's, let's get into, like, we've, yeah. let's get into some stuff about Saturday itself. Um, Mitrovic didn't start. That, the, McLaren's been saying some things mm. uh, in the press about Mitrovic is something to do with what happened on international duty about Mitrovic's yeah, yeah. head Throwback not overweight as well was one thing. Oh, really? Oh, that cool? But then Mitrovic is saying if, you, it's if that's all in the space of a week, like yeah. well, that's what he's he all muscle. Yeah. It's like all he needs to do is have a shit. Basically, <laughs> 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 right? I, mean, I think I could lose two pounds. Right. But the, the thing is, that sounds sorry. sorry like, no. That sounds like some like he's trying to make some disciplinary point or something. Yeah. Um, from the outside looking in, uh, I don't know if there's something going on in training or something with Mitrovic's attitude, but looking at 
what we've been seeing on the pitch in the last few games in which Mitrovic has appeared, he's one player who you wouldn't be able to lay, uh, level the charge that you could level at every other player in our fucking squad yeah. that he doesn't have any heart. So yeah. it's interesting, going back to what Shearer said, was there's, you've got like Monday to Friday players. And right. the, these players like um, Colacini and all the rest, of, they, they might be like putting in the graft and having a feisty, in inverted commas, session during training. We're not fucking doing it on the, on the weekend. Whereas Mitrovic and back in the day, Hatem Ben Arthur might be dicking around on the training pitch and smoking fags and, I don't know, reading the latest origami Teenage booklet. Girl it, magazines. Exactly. It doesn't matter as long as they're producing on, on match day. And Ben Arthur produced on match day. And like you're saying, Mitrovic is not the kind of player that he rocks up on a match day and just dawdles through it unless there's something going wrong like between him and the coach. I think, honestly, I've been defending McLaren throughout and I've been saying it's too early it's too early give them time give them time I'm at the stage now where I would I would consider a change and I, I think, think you have to I think I, like I hate it because I, like you were saying last last time not one for a knee-jerk decision with regards to management I think changing managers is not the the, the, the fix-all that a lot of people think it is I think you've got to change the, the whole which is uh which our club is a case in point. Exactly. Yeah. In the last year or two. However, he's he's not got the dressing room, and it, I'm not saying that he's lost it. I'm just saying that he's not got it. He and clearly hasn't. Him, every one of our players, him, every one of our coaching staff look like they're on the verge of tears all yeah. the time. Yeah. They just look like just fucking weak. The decision <laughs> to drop Mitrovic for me was incredibly weak if you think how bad everyone played the week before yeah. Mitrovic was one of the worst players in mm. that game but, he's but Colaccini and Sissoko and yeah. several others were awful to be fair and you just see certain players need to be dropped Colaccini yeah. needs to be dropped yeah. to show that he can't get in every game but it Cisse, won't happen Cisse, uh, the guy who replaced Mitrovic did score within the first 10 minutes well, he scored but then and he didn't do much wrong during the game but he's still like Mitrovic is a kid. He still needs to he needs to be playing week in, week out, and there are some games where he's gonna be poor and there are some games where he's gonna absolutely boss the show. And he might be someone on the pitch going, Come on. Come, yeah. come the fuck on. Yeah. I mean I will go back to it, but LaSalle when he came onto the pitch looked like he gave a crap. And that's why I was saying for the next game, I know it's Liverpool and we're gonna get humped. We will get humped. We will get humped. Drop Colaccini probably drop Sissoko and start Tovan in his stead. I would play Mitrovic and Perez. CM De Jong, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. CM De Jong. Oh, I should get on, while you mention CM De Jong, this is all higgledy. Or is he injured is again? No, oh, is no. this Luke De Jong? Luke De Jong, what did he tweet? He, he said, tweeted something about... A uh, change has to happen or something yeah. like that, yeah. Something yeah. has to change, yeah. yeah. And everyone took that to mean, and he didn't say anything that implied otherwise, that he was talking about Newcastle United. Yeah. Mm. And that does make you think, obviously, I would imagine he talks to his brother, and all is not well. You know, like, no. you know, but unsurprisingly, yeah, yeah. CM's probably not happy at Newcastle at the minute. But as I keep on saying, when he comes on the pitch, he, he doesn't looks do like, enough. A, like He was on for half an hour. Someone's dad. Half an hour? He had a good chance. 
Well, yeah. Still have a good chance. Did he score, Paul? No, he took. Give, he took, him, he give took, him a he game. Did, he did all right. I would he say. Did all right. yeah. But you give. So I wouldn't mind him playing. We'd have to play a different formation. We'd have to play with Mitrovic, Perez, and CM De Jong, which would probably mean you play. Per- Actually, there you go. Perez yeah. out wide on the right, and Vinaldum on the left. As like inside forwards, as Mitrovic the, the, up front, De Jong Mitrovic and CM De Jong off off him, and then play two in the centre. I quite like the Mitrovic Perez. I do. I to be really honest, do. My problem is we're playing so badly, and it's the hypocrisy of it of dropping certain players and keeping the worst defenders in the team. It just sends out the message that. Well, Form it, well, will not dictate whether or not you get in. The yeah, team you've got to drop Sissoko. You've got to drop Colaccini. Well, it um, shows. It shows how shallow our squad is. Squad is yeah. And, I mean, you know how I'll always sort of be the guy trying to defend us, so okay. Yeah. But, um, you can't, though. Like, not, yeah. not recently. I, yeah. What I would say, though, is that you've... In the next few games, we've got a really tough run. We really do. I, 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 well, I, that's I, handy. Yeah. But I would say... Play the play the guys who are on the fringe of the squad who who at the very least in these games what you need is a full full blooded commitment to it. You can't yeah. have players because we're not going to win by like uh, them having an off game and us having like a like one player having a worldie. We're not that good. We need players who are going to work their fucking socks off. It's that thing of do you scar them for life though? <laughs> Stick them but in then, the first team I mean, for you, a humping. You play Mbappé who's fit. So you play Mbabu instead of Domit. I would like to see Domit at centre back, and it's he, could, but then he got he a lot of shit this weekend. Yeah, he was Dummett, really, he? really. Well, he's cool. not a good left back. But then, but then you've got. I would say but like if he's, if he's if he's pulling out of tackles and turning. Yeah, his I back know what you mean. Left yeah, back, yeah. it doesn't mean Mbembe he's not really the same and thing. Mbembe and Lascelles. I would, I would love to drop Jan Matt just to give him a kick up the arse. But we literally don't have a right back. Gufran, you can Mbabu. play anywhere. <laughs> uh, Mbabu, but then he—I want him at left back. If only we hadn't got rid of Santon. If only we hadn't got rid of a bead. Yeah. If, if only we hadn't got rid of Shabby Bay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's probably fuck. available. Yeah, um, I, I think you've got to make wholesale changes to the team, and also you've got to—you've got to say to the players, attack. Because we can't attack, fucking defend. Attack attack, 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 attack. We've got to attack. So play with, like, instill it in the, the attacking players. N- not the defenders, because it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to take, you know, clean sheets against average sides for us to get mm. fucking confidence into them. But you instill in the, uh, the attacking players, like Mitrovic, like Perez, like De Jong, Vijnaldum. If you attack, you'll score goals. And we're not going to keep a clean sheet, so we might as well go for I the I would attack. say we need to learn to defend. Well, we can't, like, look, though. Like, we, haven't at, got the, we haven't got the players. I would say, as a counter, look at Sunderland with Allardyce. They've suddenly started realising, if you just defend with no attempt to even attack, like 10, 11 men behind the ball, but for we, 80 minutes, you'll get chances at the end. But we, So the defenders that we've got um, lend themselves more to uh, a controlling, attacking style of football that when we can't play because nobody's got confidence or commitment to, to, to carry out a role. Whereas Sunderland's defenders are limited at best. And if somebody says to them, all you've got to do today, you don't cross the, the halfway line, just defend. Our def- sem- right, okay, so you just suggested that that's almost an advantage, that Sunderland's defenders are limited at best. I would say 
that that description could apply to our defenders. Yeah. No, I, right. So, so when I say they're they limited, need to it's concentrate just that they, on defending. Right. So Sunderland, Sunderland defenders are more capable of simply concentrating on, on, on defending and have no interest in attack, no interest in building from the back, no interest in like slowly recycling possession or anything like that because they're just not capable of it. Then, like it, John O'Shea is not a is not a Rio. Ferdinand. John O'Shea would walk into our team now. Well, yeah, but then, like on form, ninety percent of the Premier League centre halves yeah. would walk into our in our team. Like, the, the, but it's that's only, when you it's have to go Aston back Villas to basics and just say, just defend. But then, Colaccini has never been uh, no nonsense. Keep it simple. But he shouldn't be in the team. No, I agree, Shit. but then so then you've got like Lasellan and Bemba, and I, I would say to them, you guys stay back, and you you're like you are in the Alamo. Everybody else just fucking go for it because we're not going to keep a clean sheet. That's how Palace be like. The thing with Palace specifically is they're a counter attacking team, so yeah. you don't throw men forward. The problem with us, as soon as we look slightly positive. Fullbacks bomb forward, midfielders bomb forward. Yes. We inevitably lose possession because we're not good enough on the ball. Because and we, we end up we with don't like string four more than three four. passes together. Yeah. And we always end up, I'd say, a good 10 times every game, we end up outnumbered at the back. And it's only poor finishing that kept it from 6 yeah. or 7 1 at the weekend. So I'd say forget about going forward and just learn to defend from the back again. Keep, like the Man U 0 0, that looked like we could actually defend yeah, for a while. It did. Concentrate on the very basics. Don't look at Leicester. Leicester are a counter-attacking side, and it's not like their uh, forward players have more natural ability than our forward players. No, but and one of yeah. their defenders we got rid of because he wasn't good enough for us. So it's yeah. not like the right. defenders exactly. necessarily yeah, have yeah. more natural ability. Uh, and for uh, new followers of Newcastle United. Uh, Paul is referring to Danny Simpson. Um, right now, we look like we look like if I managed another team in the Premier League. I mean, as yet, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Could happen. Could Keep happen. the hold alive. If I had Newcastle coming up, I wonder whether I would treat it like a fixture against Stro- like a League Cup fixture against Shrewsbury. You know, like just. You know, field some fringe players, give them a chance to. <laughs> no, uh, what what you do? What you run do, out? You'd feel that like a game against Newcastle for the past few seasons because it's weird. We still act like a big club. That oh, it's just it's going to be the next next game. We'll we'll just pick up some wins and it's fine. We don't seem to realise like the the way we played against Leicester. We didn't give Leicester the respect they deserve. No, because they're top of the league and we're in the we at the time we're in the bottom five, and so we didn't give them like we should have played like a bottom five club against a top three club and set up to to grind out a result. The game against Crystal Palace, I agree with you. We should have set up. And like try to grind something out in that game, but that's because we could have got something against a yeah. side like set up to counterattack. If you don't attack, how can they counter it? So I agree with that. I think it's it's a weird like arrogance amongst the players. I don't think it's, it's from the the fans. The fans are expect like everybody I spoke to was saying like 
you've got to look out for Jamie Vardy, play a very like shallow line so he can't run in behind you. Like Set up to defend against it, double up on um, Mares, double up on Albrighton and stuff like that. And yet when we played against them, it seemed like we were, oh, it's only Leicester. No, it's Leicester who are sitting top of the league. Treat them with respect. With that in mind, there's only two conclusions you can draw. Either McLaren isn't setting the team up anywhere near well enough for who we're playing, Mm. or the players just aren't listening to him. Either way, do you think there's any way he can stay? Because I I can't see... If that's happening every week, I don't see the point in keeping him. Before we started this pod... um, as regular listeners, we were may, so young back then. Back then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As regular listeners uh, may remember, we uh, record this pod in a sort of factory where podcasts for other uh, football teams are made. And uh, before us, it was the Spurs podcast. And uh, a guy said to us, "Well, McLaren's the kiss of death for you, isn't he? McLaren's the kiss of death." And um, we sort of. We're suggesting that it's 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 uh, it's been going on for a long time before McLaren. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like we're being snogged to death. We are being, <laughs> Finger, we're being lightly fingered. We're being sodomized to <laughs> death. It's it's Ash, Ashley has has killed the club, and I know it's boring to keep going back to the same things because people think that oh, but he's made you financially secure and he's going to keep you in the Premier League and blah blah blah. But what he is doing is. The attendances are going down. Season ticket renewals are going down. The atmosphere at the club's absent. The the the, the fans don't care. The players don't care. The, the the manager cares because well, the head coach cares because it's his reputation on the line, and he's the only one whose neck is on the chopping block. The podcasters care. We we do. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, McLaren. We're saying. I mean, it's. It's hard to see a moment when McLaren turns this round and then we're all sort of saying, you never know. Mm. But we're all saying, oh, it worked out all right with McLaren. It's also hard but, to see him being sacked, though, because that yeah. would cost money. It would cost money. Yeah. I think they, I would imagine their contracts are quite... Yeah. I've seen his face when he was walking off McLaren. I thought, what a year that dude's having because like, <laughs> failed because to get promoted. Did, didn't yeah. he lose like how many games yeah. did he lose at Derby before he came to yeah. us? It's like you must start to like really doubt yourself. I mean, and I wonder whether that self doubt that must be creeping into him as a human being, or when I say creeping him, must be just like pervasive yeah. over his whole being. <laughs> he needs to have right. a word with Steve it, Black. So McLaren, I mean, that must be spread into the place. The players of the players have been losing for a fuck of a long time. Yeah. Mm. We've managed to buy players, one of whom was in the worst 11 in the French League last year, in Florian Tovan, right? Yeah. Um, then uh, we've got a manager who's been losing consistently Sacked before he came to us. Sacked from Derby. Who the fuck Steve Black is and what he does, <laughs> I don't know. He's he's Roger's dad. He's, <laughs> to he's, be to be fair to the, the the backroom staff that we've pulled in, like um, oh yeah, because you were singing their he, praises like at the Ian, beginning of the Stevens. Ian Cathro is just a child. Ian Cathro and uh, Steve Black, I still think do do you know 
do good jobs. I yeah. think that like McLaren, there's evidence that says that he doesn't. Paul Simpson, I don't know. I've got no idea what he does. He might be all right. He might be terrible. But Cathro and Black, I've got faith in because you look at the, the well, you look at their history. Like Cathro's one of the most highly rated young coaches in Europe. Is it Villarreal? He yeah, yeah, it? he was a Villa, Villarreal. And what's who's Steve Black? What's his Steve show? Black? He was it was rugby for a while, and he, yeah, but he, like, he, okay, different sport. <laughs> no, no, but he's okay. he's. Uh, remember, well, we spoke about it on the pod a while ago. Where um, oh, the 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 cricket was it Clive Woodward who, who rugby. was yeah. no 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 was oh he was like he was looking after the the Southampton side. Was that Clive Woodward? Yeah, that yeah, was Clive that didn't work yeah. out well, though, did it? No, no but it, it's that kind of idea where yeah, but it didn't work out. But it's the same. He's but like, Steve Clive Black isn't there for football coaching. He's yeah. there for like motivation. Motivation. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. you could Which say that the, like it's not going well. <laughs> I mean, he's like, clearly getting results. <laughs> All he is is the number one candidate for the guy who's going to play Santa Claus <laughs> Christmas party. I, th- I, w- I would say that I wouldn't be adverse to a change at be, like for the Christmas window. I would say... Would you take Moyes right now? Cause I would. Yeah, yeah, I'd take Moyes now. He's not, he's not top of the shopping list, but I don't think we're going to get a shopping list. I think we're going to get somebody who's out of work if yeah. we get anybody, and it's more likely that we'll end up with McLaren until it's mathematically 50-50 that we're going down. Mm. Do you know who I'd take right now? And this is going to sound fucking Oh, don't fucking, fucking do it. Who do you think I'm going to say? Pardew. I was, that's a really good idea, because I would say I would have said Pardew <laughs> if I thought of it. But you know, do you know what I'd Don't say that? Carver. I'm going to say go even more mental. Right Joking now, here? I'd take fucking Harry Redknapp <laughs> right now, because like, yeah. what we need right now is someone Confidence. to come and go, Come on, guys, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I look like an old ball sack. <laughs> Go on, boys. We need, like... Yeah. I mean, like... Do you know who the perf- perfect person to bring in would be? Sam Allardyce. Kevin Keegan. And it I know it's... Rid- no, no, no. It's never going to happen, and I know yeah. it's ridiculous, but it's not happen, that yeah. man turned... Twice turned very average Newcastle sides, or really bad Newcastle In, in He just instills belief. I you was, just know he's yeah. not got any tactical acumen whatsoever. Here's the thing I would say about Kevin Keegan. I would say that... I mean, this is a bullshit conversation because yeah. it's not going to happen. Oh, no, no, no. But, but I would say that... Nobody's tuning one, into this to listen to I don't know how well he would motivate a team that is uh, as predominantly foreign as our team is. And also, yeah. and also no, mm. I think... There was something about Keegan in our 90s team where reading the book, uh, Touching Distance, distance. Um, where the majority majority of that team idolised him. He came already with with respect. Whereas now, because the generation is different... You know. oh, I, st- I still think Kevin Keegan's well known. I would and, take and Keegan well-loved. over McLaren right now, but Jesus, it's not yeah. going to happen. No, no, no. And if someone from another club is tuning into this <laughs> right now, just that little bit, they'll be like, "Fucking Geordies!" Yeah, in a Geordie accent. Fucking Geordies! Fucking Geordies! All they want is King Kev. No, oh, so I would take uh, Moyes. I would take Rogers, who's out of a job. I would take uh, Clarence Seydorf, who's making kissy faces at English Premier League jobs. Not necessarily but, ours. Hang on, Rogers. Yeah, 
I would take Brendan Rogers. Rogers. I was yeah, trying yeah. to think who that was. <laughs> not, not Ted Rogers. Not three, two, one. You want to be Rogers? <laughs> not Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, no, okay. just Brendan Rogers. I'd, I'd be delighted with him. Um, I feel like Brendan Rogers is a bit of another McLaren. Well, I, I mean, it, but like Brendan Rogers is a bit like McLaren a few years ago. Oh, he's a really good coach, but he's like, he's a bit. McLaren's a bit Brent. <laughs> like he's a bit David Brent. Yeah, yeah. Brennan Rodgers is a bit David Brent. It's like tactically astute, but like when it comes to motivation, mm, beggars can't be choosers, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would take Hasselbank if we could convince him yeah. to. Yeah, I'd just take anybody that's got a bit of ambition and can motivate. And, and as mm. you were saying with Keegan, that the players might not necessarily know who he is, or, well, they know who he is, but he wouldn't be the, the icon that he was for our players back in the day. I think Hasselbank would be, Seydorf would be. The problem is, the same thing with the manager is going to be the same thing with whoever we sign in the window. Mm. The people we need aren't going to come to us. No. And we're, Lee Charnley isn't going to pay... The players we need, are, they'll be like 26 to 30 years old, solid Premier League players. Yeah. That's when your wages are at the highest they're going to be in your career. And it's, yeah. They're not going to pay top wages for that type of player and break the wage structure. They're going to go abroad and try and find... Hmm. It's going to be Tombola, like, see what we get. Yeah, it's going to be the, the, the captain of Marseille hmm. or the... the yeah. And like, no manager that we need is going to work under the structure that we've got, I don't think. I think we're going to go un, down. Un, unless he got... Um, oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. Oh. Said it. Go on, Dave. Finish your thought. I was then, just uh, going to say, un- unless he gets like uh, assurances from Ashley that these are the players we're going to buy in the next two se- next two windows, and this is the ambition that we've got. That I reckon McLaren's probably got that same kind of. You know, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think McLaren. I think McLaren has given assurances deal. though. Yeah, whatever th- Ashley says, he's got his fingers crossed behind his back all the time. Well, yeah, but then you look at the the, the deal that Pardew, no doubt, struck was. No, this is how it's going to be, and you're going to dance to our tune. Whereas m- with McLaren, I think there would be more. We're going to be more talk, ambitious. There was talk of be... 150 million quid exactly. in three over the course of three three windows. seasons, and, and we uh, want to be three challenged. windows. Three windows, rather, and, and uh, we spent 50 million in the last window. Yeah, we're going to have to spend some money. <laughs> in but the do next you trust window. them to not spend it on sort of French number ten? Surely, surely uh, to, they've to, got to like. There's got to be some flexibility on their policy. Yeah, now. I uh, don't know. They're so desperate for a bargain. When have they, when have they broken with it? Before? But you can be well, desperate for that, a bargain, but you can say, "Well, he is a 31-year-old on a rate charge." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Are we going like, to have to hang around outside the courts looking for players? Yeah. <laughs> just, just find something like Marlon King, or Leon Knight. Like, <laughs> Titus Bramble might be yeah. available. No, I, I have to say, though, you, you look at the players that we've bought recently, like like Vijnaldum, like Mitrovic, like um, uh, Mbemba, and th- there is a change. And also, even back in... Like, I don't know, two CM, European CM 21-year-olds. I don't think that's a change. No, but like Mbemba and Mitrovic weren't just um, Ayose Perez's. But they're still I mean? kids. They weren't a massive gamble. They, they're, they're a bit of a gamble. But, but I, would, I would say, like, buying the, the Dutch player of the year, yes, he's the Dutch player of the year instead of an... Yeah, that, I, was, a, that, was, a, that uh, was a good guy. A guy that showed ambition. Mitrovic, 
scored a lot of goals. It might yeah. have been in Belgium, but like it's you know it's a buy that shows ambition. But it's clear that we need you can't mm. rely on Colacini yeah. just because of his date of birth yeah. to give you some no. kind of uh, every other signing and motivation. Every other signing we make is basically Hugo Viana. <laughs> and we just yeah. keep re-signing yeah. Diego Gavilan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There just okay. needs to be a point where you say this player's wages are very high, but that's for a reason. Okay. Diego Gavilan broke my heart. I mean, that was a player just for years and years. I just always thought, oh, why is not Diego Gavilan not in the Him and Christian like, Bassett. What, what was he called? The Sparrowhawk. <laughs> so, um, Paul, you just said you think we're going to go down. Yeah. Um, it. It's only a fortnight ago or so, I mean, only a week ago, I think, where both of you were still around 10%, I think. Okay, yeah. Let just, let's just go yeah, through yeah. it, right? Yeah. So both of you were, you were both squabbling about who had 10% and who had 9% <laughs> or whatever. I seem to remember going from 20% to 25%. Uh, or maybe even, I think you I was think at 30. 30. Yeah, I yeah, 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 you said 30, yeah. 30%. I would say I'm now at 50-50. Wow. Okay, because I think that there could be some... Do you say wow because you think that's optimistic or pessimistic? Pessimistic. Okay. I'm Come at 50-50 because I think that um, there, could, there's, there could be a run at some point that, that gets us the points that we need. Okay. Um, Paul, you think we're going down? What would be your percentage? I'd put myself at 55 to 60. I think... It's right, that you've just made a hundred and five percent. No, no, you mean yeah. you're roughly between yeah. 50, 50, so 55 yeah. and sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought. You I said, think right. we shouldn't go down. If you look at the players we've got and the money we'll have available in the next window, but just look at who's making the decisions and the, what they've done mm. before. There's nothing. They won't get rid of McLaren. They won't sign the players we need. They'll go for. Next best, they'll go for third or fourth choice. I just can't see it turning it's so around. Crazy because, like, you can say get rid of the McLaren, bring in fucking whoever, but like, it doesn't. It seems like what we do, we no. get ourselves into these situations where there's no magic pill. There's but no look like, at the there's managers. No one we've we had. could sign now who would save us. We sold if we signed Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like put him in that side. I just think we've been treated to some. Really poor managers. Yeah, our last three really, and McLaren's in that bracket. He got sacked from Derby. It's not the last three. It's been since shit since Robson. Yeah, right. You're saying that, but I mean, it's since Robson. You're right. I mean, we've got ourselves. We've gone from a situation where we were at a club who were looking to be up there qualifying for Europe every season to a club where it's always about a relegation battle. Mm. But right now, where we are, we're now looking... It's getting worse and worse because we're now looking at Allardyce. We're saying, well, Sunderland have got Allardyce and he's... Yeah, uh, but... The, not the, saying I want Allardyce, yeah, but yeah. like Sunderland have got Allardyce who can get a 1-0 victory mm. away at Palace. And I know, like, yeah. one result doesn't prove anything, but he can get a 1-0 victory away at Palace. He can get a 3-0 victory against us. And I would never want Sam Allardyce, but at the same time, he's what we need. You want to manage a light Allardyce? It's like you want to manage no, a light. No, you don't. Right? Who am I thinking of? Who's the 
Pulis. Pulis, you know. Like, but you don't. No, what you want is you want a manager, and I hate to do it, but you want a manager where we were when we needed that manager. You wanted Remy Gard. You wanted Thomas Tuchel. But in the same. All the time where it's a relegation battle. In the same. Well, yeah, because we've got. The squad that we've got is not designed to be fighting relegation. The squad that we've got is designed to be around mid, mid table. Because we haven't got scrappers, we haven't. We've got classy no. players, and we've got yeah. players who can like hold the ball and, and, and play it. But they're not doing it because they're bereft of confidence. We need a fucking Richard Dunn. That's all we need. Right, uh, Dave. What's your what's your percentage chance? Of oh, I, I'm still confident we'll, we'll stay up. I still think it's like fifteen percent. <laughs> you saying that on a wind up? No. 15 percent that we'll ostrich. be ostrich. 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 Yeah, you, you keep saying that, but at the end of the day, oh, cliche. At the, day, at the end of the day, we're nineteenth with the worst goal difference in the league. Yes. However, okay. we will be spending. I know it's not going to be on exactly the players that we need. We'll sign Wes Houlihan for fifty million. We'll sign uh, Thirty-five, fifty million pounds worth of players in the window, and no- we signed fifty million pounds. I, I we know, signed fifty I, million pounds worth I, of players I, in the last I, window. I, Let me go through our last few results. Three-one away to Palace. We lost. We lost five-one. Three. Sorry, five-one. I was looking at the half-time. Five-one <laughs> to Palace. Three-nil to Leicester. A one-nil victory at Bournemouth. How the fuck we did that? I don't know. I haven't seen that game. 0-0 against Stoke. Lost 3-0 to the Mackhams. 1-6-2 against Norwich. And in a text exchange this weekend, uh, Dave, you said that we were playing like Brazil against Norwich. Well, one, it's fucking Norwich. And two, in that glorious one performance this season, we still conceded two goals against Norwich. Lost 6-1 to Man City. We spent 50 million quid yeah. in the last window. Yeah. Doesn't fucking mean anything. We're cursed, Dave. <laughs> We're cursed. We'll stay up because the other fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. You think there's a chance that we'll go down? Yeah, ostrich. I'm not an ostrich because you're giving it just yeah. under one in seven chance. Yeah, because you look at who is worse than us. Villa, Bournemouth. Well, and Villa Norwich. were down. Right. So, so did you, you watch Norwich against Arsenal? Yeah, but then we were... Did you watch us against Chelsea or against Man City or against... We lost, lost 6-1 to Man City. Not Man City. Like the first half of Man City. They're Man U. And did you watch us against... Fucking hell, we battered Stoke. And it was only a world-class performance by Butland that we didn't That's get true. three points. Right, so for all your, like, taking the mick that, oh, we're definitely down and I'm an ostrich... I'm not saying we're definitely down. I say we're 50-50, but 15%. 15% because, because Norwich are shit really shit. And yes, they might have played one game a decent performance against Arsenal. We were good and we got spanked. We were right, good Norwich first... are really shit and that's our one like, no, good no, result this season. No, I was continuing. You've got Bournemouth, you've got Villa, you've got Norwich, you've got Sunderland who, for all Allardyce, is making them harder to beat. He's also not going to make them easy, like, he's not going to make them find it easier to win. We've, We've got a chance of going down. Of course we do. I just don't think that we're the most likely because I think we're going to spend a lot of money. And I also think that if it gets to the point where it looks 50-50 that we're going down, 
to Ashley and Charlie and the rest, then we will replace McLaren and we will get that little bump. Right, but look at... Just look at... The fucking, just look at recent history, right? We'll replace McLaren, but we'll replace him, looking at recent history, we'll replace him with fucking Dave Bassett, right? Okay. <laughs> That's what we'll do. And we'll buy... Let's say we buy £50 million worth of players, but you won't have heard of any of them, and they'll all have scored 20 goals in the fucking Icelandic league, right? And they'll have nice-sounding names, <laughs> and they'll be about eight stone. <laughs> no, we can, we can, you, you can, you can get that little vein on your head out. But uh, was I right last season? You were right that we survived... Yeah. I didn't I didn't think we'd go down for most of it, right? Mm. I didn't think we'd go down. But it's when you start saying 15%, right? Well, because I'm fully aware that we're not even halfway through the season yet. We've got we're a trans- third of the way through the season. I've Is just that list- the same as half? No. Right. We're a third so, of the way through the so, season. And so, I've just listed you... Oh, I mean, Dave, turn him down. Just Dave, him I would down. say your predictions are based on somebody with your level of sense being in charge of decisions at the club. And we don't have that luxury. No, because I would say that your your responses are based on the last result, and they always are. Because yeah, no, hang on a second. No, it's based on the season so far. Let, let me finish. Are based on the last result <laughs> and the result before that, and the result before that, and the result before yeah. that, going on for the last no fucking three years. Because when when we spanked Norwich, you were over the moon, and you you. There was no talk of relegation, and we were we were talking about, and we weren't in that much of a better position. So than why we are, are we now. reactionary now and not then? You were, but I just didn't want to pull you up on it because it's nice to have a posi- bit of positivity on the podcast for a change. Wow, right? But we're <laughs> okay. So we we were reactionary then. We were. Uh, You're reactionary now. Right. Okay. But I would the say that the rea- being oh. reactionary right now is based on a number of results. So it's not really reactionary. It's, this makes more fucking sense. Yeah. And to say that 15% yeah. is the chance that we've got going down, and I get the feeling you're like some kind of Katie Hopkins-style fucking <laughs> troll now <laughs> who say, who's trying to get yourself a fucking column <laughs> right, by no, saying controversial... Is... But like right now, looking at you, you are laying a giant fucking ostrich-sized egg... <laughs> Because, oh, jeez. It's because you're, for all your, like, as Paul's saying, that I, I'm making my, um, my, my predictions based on what I would do with the club. You're also, you two are forgetting that the other clubs in the mire aren't brilliantly run either. Like, Villa are a fucking shit Villa storm. are down, though. They're Bournemouth, not our competition. Bournemouth cannot afford to strengthen in the window. They just can't afford it. They haven't got the money. Norwich have no money either. You can, you can go on about right. all the shit situations in other clubs. No, no, no. So all I'm saying is we've got the, the, the finances and uh, the, the, the capability of getting out. Even, though, even if we don't strengthen this squad of players, if they start performing, if somehow they, they regain their form... Because it's form How? that's in us. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, like... We're 19th in the league, a third of the way through. Yeah, but form's temporary. But our form, look at our form for the last fucking but calendar it, year. Is it temporary or not, form? 
Is it possible? Is, is it, it temporary? It's form temporary yes. for fucking Nuneaton Town. Is it, is, po- that- is it possible that this group of players can get themselves out of this? It's, it's possible. possible. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Okay, but you just said that there's a... Fif- is it possible that we could go down? Possible is not what we're talking about. You just said that there's a 15% chance of yeah. us going down. And I would say... I'm an three. Right, okay. He admitted it. You heard everyone. <laughs> but it's nonsense to say that... Because it's not quality that is lacking in this side. I don't know. I, I think we've got two or three very good players, and the rest are just average, who but, cost a lot of money but, and sound good on paper and were good in other leagues. So I, I would... Who s- have we got that's like a proven Premier League player? So I would say that the proven Premier League players that we have would be uh, Colback. He's a proven Premier League. I would say Kroll. I know he's out. Yeah, but, he's so out for the season. He's out so for the season. So, uh, Colback is a Yamat, proven Premier... Colback is a proven... Premier, Premier League player in the sense that you can look at his Wikipedia page and it tells you he's in the Premier <laughs> well, League, but he's not really like he's proven Premier League. He he's played consistently at a level in the Premier League, a relegation League. battle level. But he's still in the Premier. Oh, for yeah, fuck's sake! Okay, right. And then you've got Jan Matt. Jan Matt is he's a proven Premier League player. Last season he was one of consistently one of our better players yeah. and wasn't just a better player. When everybody was shit, so he was six out of ten when everybody else was four. I'm saying he was consistently a good Premier League uh, right back. This season, he's having a shit. I, say, I agree with you, but that's deserted him this season. It has, absolutely. He's has. been but, but you ask me if he's, who's proven. So, yeah. Jan Matt's proven. I would say Colback's proven. I would say that, uh, I'd say Perez is proven. You I would could say, say Teote's proven, but like over the last couple of years, he's proven to be shit. I, know, wasn't, I wasn't Jan actually going to mention it because I, I would but say I'm that saying Chiotis, Jan Matt's heading in that direction but I'm as a defender. But who have I mentioned? I, I've mentioned players that have recently, you could say, mm. these guys are clearly No, I think, I think the ones you said are right, but that's, there's not even the spine of a team there. So I would, I would say that you look at the, the spine of our team and uh, Elliot's he's not a great... Elliot's not, not great, but he's but not the he's problem. Not, he's not. Say. He's not let us down yet. According according to oddschecker.com, yeah, uh, we are the fourth favourites to go down. What's the odds? Uh, Eleven to ten. Um, so they're they're, so, uh, they're, they're uh, saying roughly the same as you. They're saying roughly it's evens that will go down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And these are professionals who collate facts. <laughs> Uh, professionally, Dave, yeah. so they know more than you. Or they just respond to markets to get the most money because they're a betting company and not oh, right, actually fine. interested. What are the odds of the three that are more likely than us to go down? Villa, uh, uh, four to one on. Four to one on? Shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, They've Sun- only got five Sun- points, haven't they? Sunderland, <laughs> uh, 13 to eight on. And Bournemouth, uh, uh, 10 to 11. So, um, so it's so between us and Bournemouth, they're saying, really. According to what's checking or whatever. I really think Sunderland is out. Yeah, I am absolutely busting. Right, okay. So, guys! (laughs) (laughs) Bearing in mind we've just mentioned odds checker. You should probably read (laughs) the sponsor of the show, Ladbrokes, now. Okay, we have just mentioned odds checker. Can I I guess what the code's going to be for the promo code? Okay, where do you think it's going? Is it Lad Fifty? I'm uh, going to guess actually, it's Passion of the Christ. <laughs> this week is actually, I'm actually ostrich. No, it's Lad Fifty. Okay, um, it's the last week to sign up at Ladbrokes and get your free fifty pound bet. Click the link. T- 
to the description to this podcast. Sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. The boys are mucking about. What are you doing? <laughs> Which need to pay are you flirting? Really oh, everyone really <laughs> needs a piss right now in this room? Owen. Thanks, uh, bye. No. Dave, are you going for a piss? What's your prediction, Liverpool? 4-0 uh, Liverpool. 4-0 Liverpool. Great. And there's a man who thinks there's a 15% of us <laughs> chance of us going down. Paul, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to agree, 4-0 Liverpool. Okay, 4-0 Liverpool. And I will say, because I'm an optimist, 3-1 Liverpool. (laughs) 3-1 Liverpool. That's where we are now. Okay. I mean, that got feisty, didn't it? I mean, I hope you stuck with the podcast to the end because it got quite colourful for the last 10 minutes or so. Um, Thanks for listening. Follow us at Newcastle Natter. Um, Go on the Facebook page. I'm going to endeavour to take more of an active role in uh, the Facebook page. And um, you that know. doesn't mean grooming, does it? No. Good. Well, yes, I'm going to groom people <laughs> on the Facebook page. So uh, yeah, and uh, you know, you know, do all the things like rate us on iTunes and stuff like that. And um, you know, stick with it. Stick with uh, if even if you decide that Newcastle United is a miserable choice in your life <laughs> as something to follow. Continue to listen to this podcast. Maybe uh, next season will be sort of the the Newcastle tennis podcast. Or yeah, something. maybe it'll be like the Newcastle United Memorial Society. Maybe yeah. we'll just continue this podcast, but just don't talk about, about the team. Football. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I think Dave might be coming back in for the finish. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, um, now I back to the toilet next. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. He's back. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Thank you, bye. Thank you, bye. I'm Fergus, bye. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.